yeah, I guess I should. We shouldn't talk much, right? Because we're right. going to be Let's talking. Right. I always that forget is, that. I always yeah. have the conversation before having the conversation. Ooh, we do too. You, and yeah. now that we're me. and now that we're doing a video podcast, um, this is our inaugural video oh, podcast. Oh yeah. Oh god. Oh yeah. That's okay. Don't streak. God damn it. I should have shaved. <laughs> I should have done uh, my hair, but I ran out of time. So I was like, <laughs> No, it looks good. It'll be fine. Yeah. She looks amazing. I um, should have showered, but you know what? That's the one thing that still doesn't matter. Welcome to Make That Paper, the show where we talk about all the crazy jobs we do to make the cash we need to pursue our artistic dreams. And for boxed water, because saving the planet ain't cheap. Today, we are talking about the video duplication day job and also the assistant situation and then we'll get into some rock band chauffeur shenanigans we are your hosts jamie parker stickle and jason bieber and on this episode we are talking to one of the most talented funniest and prolific writer actor producers in hollywood and that's what yeah and that's hollywood with the big h he's had series on hulu quick draw loved it Uh, tbs 10 items or less loved it and crackle jailbait it made me uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) He's done 8 million guest stars on all the best shows. He's done movies galore, but he will forever be known for his iconic breakout role as the caveman in the Geico ads. And we are so excited he is here. Please welcome to the show, the magnificent John Lear. Thank you, you guys. God, that is a really lovely intro. I'm going to record that and play it as an affirmation every morning <laughs> to make myself feel good. We do answering machine messages as well. <laughs> we do. We are do. those still are those still around? <laughs> well, uh, we have to sell you the answering machine. <laughs> right. And then That's I have to get profit. a landline to plug it in. That's where our money comes in. When we say Jason Bieber's side hustle is IT work, we're just yep. talking about landline. Yeah, I'll- I'll put together a voiceover IP situation for you, but, but plug it. Yeah, but on we'll the back it end, it's just tape. I just—I've <laughs> been dying to say this because I want it to say it authentically and people to believe me. Um, Quick draw—that's the might best be way to get people Hulu's to believe you. Best original series ever. Oh, and I—I I cried for like a year when I found out it wasn't returning, and Bieber was like dude, you should yeah. call and see if you are like start one of those petitions on Twitter. And I yeah. was like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. But it was no. one of, it is one of still remains to be one of their best original series. I hear they don't say, you know, they don't like to share the numbers, but I have inside people at Hulu who still email me and say it's one of their most viewed shows. So it is. Uh, phenomenal the cast the storyline the improv like everything about it is like exactly why i wanted to be an actor and a writer and i I would have loved it it was built for actor all the actors on it loved it because they were all comedy people and we built the whole thing to make them comfortable what a what a shock to make your actors comfortable as opposed to every other show I've ever worked on where it seems like it's a torture chamber to see if you can still act right. if we do this to you or whatever. Right. And, um, but then just to see comedy people like Bob Clendenin mm-hmm. ride by on a horse <laughs> I mean, like, with a gun was just awesome. I can't, I, I, I don't know why you guys didn't do another season. I, I can't, 
I mean, it's a show that I feel like you could bring back today, like immediately with that cast. Like, I just feel like it was so rich and it was so colorful and it was just so goddamn entertaining. And a lot funnier than Handmaid's Tale. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? Well, um, it's still on. You can still watch the first two seasons and weirdly it kind of ends perfectly. So yeah. Of course, I would love to do more. I would do more in a second. Uh, but um, yeah, I am pleased that at least it ends kind of in a like we burn. I won't I won't say the ending, but it's a nice ending. It is. So it is. So, yeah, it, it was a fuck. Uh, it was a blast to do. I'm so um, it was exhausting uh, to do, but it was so, so fun. And um, yeah, I'm really proud of it. I appreciate so. you calling it the first two seasons. Uh, that's that is a uh sorry that is a uh (laughs) creator showrunner talking Uh yeah yeah um cool we can do more yes (laughs) i have ideas i foresee it happening i i I took the liberty of writing 17 more scripts here they are (laughs) i'm just saying yellowstone 1883 the western is 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 here man it's bad i know it was um it was an interesting show because it it's a Western, obviously, but it's a comedy Western. So, and it's pretty in the comedies, you know, all improvised. So it's it's pretty subversive comedy and and ridiculous comedy, like improv can to generate. And so we have we and we and it's still got a cult following. I still get emails all the time from people saying they just discovered it because you know you know during the. Uh, when we were all locked down, everybody was, right. you know, streaming it. So there were people who were discovering it for the first time. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because the, I would get people like from, you know, really conservative red states who liked the Western side of it. And then you'd get like young, you know, uh, you know, libs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, who love the subversive part. And it kind of, in its own weird way, Brought America together. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Because we were the Western side of it. We were really, um, you know, like we were really sticklers about that. There's as crazy as it is. There's a lot of fact based stuff to the show because we thought that would be interesting. So people who were fans and like all the guns and all of that kind of stuff was all you know, true to um, so. So Western people really, really got into it. So nice. Yeah, it makes sense. That makes total sense. And you know, I'm whatever. For me, it was like this was my introduction to you. <laughs> and then I had to go and like, you know, do deep dives. And oh, um, no. and that's how you realized you'd been watching him for years. Right. <laughs> you were one of the original cavemen. And I yeah. feel like Oh my God, that is amazing. Oh, thank God for Geico. I'm looking for it to see if I have a, because my wife just, my wife puts up everything in my office. Oh shit, I don't know. Oh, here, here is me with a tal- with uh, Talia Shire. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yes. uh, the therapy okay. one. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and you can see from that photo, she's looking at me <clears throat> because the crazy thing about the caveman was that all these people were such fans of it yeah and and like talia shire talia fucking shire from the godfather asked to be in 
a Geico caveman thing. And then she fangirled me the entire time. And I'm looking back at her and like going, you're Rocky, you're Adrian. And I'm just some goofball with latex glued to me. But, but, uh, but it was a show. It. You made Geico commercials a show. Like people tuned yeah. in for that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was insane. I mean, it was, it's so weird. I mean, I've had brushes with kind of pop, celebrity you know but that was like crazy it was like being a beetle or something at one point you know it's just so weird <laughs> but the best part was nobody knew it was me so i'm just sort of observing the whole thing like an anthropologist you know they they sent me to the uh, an oscar party which people in la know that's like you can get into the oscars but the after parties man that's and this was the vanity fair this was the oh, big one yeah and i and geico sent me to it in a tuxedo and i show up and stars a-list stars are pushing each other out of their way to have a picture with me john Voigt literally shoved some actor out of the way in order to have a photo with me it was insane it was just That's incredible the whole experience was so bizarre <laughs> and the money was great this was back when commercials still were union and stuff and paid right that's and, what i was just gonna say oh. now that would be you know a side hustle but at yeah. one point commercials were yeah. the bread and butter yes and what? I did 25 national mm. spots that uh, ran over and over and oh, it was insane. It was just yeah. like my wife and I were naked throwing dollar bills up in the air. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just Scrooge McDuckin' in your living yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> I was sober, but I was still thinking about going back to cocaine just because I could finally afford it. <laughs> helpful, helpful. No, nothing like Nothing like a budget to feed a cocaine habit. Yeah, so, I just wanted to buy cocaine for other people. Sure. You know, and just be like, <laughs> hey, enjoy. I, I can't enjoy it anymore, but here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's, I mean, that was your, that was your first big gig. And and then yeah. before that, before that, that's where we were, you were, we're in all these side hustles and day oh, survival yeah. jobs. So, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. like every artist, you know, you had to work, we all had to work jobs you know, until we had our quote unquote overnight success, you know, we worked yeah. <laughs> decades of horrible right. jobs. And sometimes we go back to them even after yes. our overnight success. Oh, I gave you three, but I have dozens. I mean, I, oh my God, I did some weird stuff. So I was hired at one point in Chicago. It was like a, 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 you know, just a job. This was when I was in Chicago and they hired me to empty. A, 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 this was like a, a, a temp job. And they uh, for a company called Manpower, which <laughs> sure. Uh, and so I was hired. It was just one day, but I was hired to clean out a mop closet and move it into another room so that they could turn the mop closet into an office. Only in and, Chicago. Yeah, and, and but I moved all the mop stuff into an office, which they were turning into a mop closet. And I was just like, <laughs> you know, I want to get paid, but. Why not just use the office? And, and but I, I, if some corporate, no, they were like, you don't understand, John, you idiot. <laughs> just yeah. do, just do what we're telling you to do. Thank you. This is, this you're is why temp. you're the temp. Just get it done. Yeah. yeah. We didn't why get to be in middle management. Mm hmm. Right. <laughs> but now I would just crap all over them, you yeah. fuckers. <laughs> That's the thing about temp jobs. Um, one of my temp jobs, uh, they, you know, brought in, I was just supposed to push papers around between people. And I was like, well, 
you could have an actual process, a process that would make this easier and eliminate probably the need for this. And they're like, don't, don't, don't introduce please. new stuff. These people are going to retire in yeah. two years. Mm -hmm. Like, don't change the system, Jane. Yeah, we're not trying to be efficient. We're trying no. to get our pension and get yeah. the hell out of this nightmare that we got ourselves into. 35 years ago. <laughs> yeah, just shut up. Yeah, it was crazy. So that it's, I could go be put in a coma and retire. What? Yeah. I was going to ask you, what was the what was the day job, the survival job you were doing when you got that? And, and the first Geico commercial was one, like, you didn't know that was going to be a campaign. That was just a, a no. one. Mm -mm. It just, yeah. You were just so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it was me uh except par parenthetically anyone could have done it um y let's see i think that was well that was right around i was doing the graveyard uh job of of dubbing uh dolomite videos um which you guys uh hinted to in the uh so i was i got a job uh, in Santa Monica in at the graveyard shift. So I had, and I didn't have a car yet. Oh, wait a minute. This would have been bef pretty much before the Geico thing. But anyway, I would I'm get, I would take the bus at 10 o'clock down 10 PM down to, <laughs> down to Santa Monica from where it, from uh, WeHo. So, oh, which was just like, the dawn of the dead would get on that but i mean you you know anybody who's taken the bus in la knows it's like you gotta be ready for anything and that's and, in broad daylight yeah and that's in broad daylight exactly and i was in the graveyard shift taking that bus down and then i would go and my job was i was it was a room full of vcrs and i would load them all up with vhs tapes and then start a big uh one inch tape player of a Dolomite movie, Rudy Ray Moore, Dolomite. He was also the human tornado. Sometimes I dubbed those. These were black exploitation films, mm -hmm. yep. black exploitation films. Um, and I would dub them as, uh, you know, hundreds of them off and then shrink wrap them. So, which I, I'm sure gave me cancer that just hasn't shown up yet. And then the, and then box them up and ship them off. And sometimes Rudy Mr. Moore would show up in his town car and they would pay him. My boss would pay him in cash in a paper bag. Get out oh of my God. I swear to God. Did they and pay you in cash in a paper bag? I would just be there. I was just there with my headphones on, you know, boxing up Rudy Ray Moore tapes. But he would show up and pick up and he would pull up in the alley. It was like a drug deal. I mean, we were all on drugs. I mean, it was a horrible, horrible job. Um, so of course we were all on drugs because so now I know how you did get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got paid. No, but see, I was on payroll. I didn't get cash, but Mr. Moore did. How long did you do that job for? Oh man. A why a long while. I would say at least a year, year and a half, something like that. And then you booked Geico or shortly thereafter. I might be getting the timeline wrong because I ended up substituting in South Central High School for years and years too. Oh, you did? What did you, like just any class or like, was there something oh, specific yeah. like history? They just, oh yeah, <laughs> specific. <laughs> they would just throw you to the wolves. I would set, I remember sending out a, um, you know, like, cause they wouldn't even trust 
the the I mean, these were in hardcore schools. These were in yeah. schools that were really, really uh, rough, and um, they wouldn't even trust the substitute with the um, uh, what do you call it? The roll sheet, the roll book. So you would just write up on a piece of typing paper roll sheet for that day and put it in the teachers. And so I sent the roll sheet around and it came back. And at the very top, somebody wrote, fuck you, white guy. <laughs> All right. Fuck you, white guy is here. Right. And who's next? Yeah. <laughs> what is the Let origin of that question. name? <laughs> did you have to take the C-best to substitute? Wow. you know, Did you teach? Well, I, well, I do teach, but I, um, but yeah, I, I did substitute taught in Michigan for a minute and was like in the outside Detroit area. And I was like, yeah, no, no. no yeah. I did have a- to take the C best, but I, I had my teaching certificate in Chicago. Okay. So I didn't have okay. to take all of it. I just had to take some to update my certificate. Got so it. you were teaching in Chicago as well. I was teaching in Chicago as well. Uh, inner city. I taught fifth and sixth grade in Chicago. Did you have your own class or were you seven? Yes. I had my own class for a year. I had one year of fifth, one year of sixth, and then I substituted the other years. Because Um, at what point did you go, no, I'm an actor. I'm a writer. I, this, I have to do more than this. (laughs) Well, in Chicago, you never, I never really expected to be paid full-time for an actor. I mean, you know, we all did, everybody had jobs during the day and then at night you did theater and right. I don't expect to be paid in LA either. I just (laughs) (laughs) walk around and go, I'll work for free. Let's do this. Yeah. I just, you know, I wasn't thinking that I wasn't thinking about the future. Like, you know, I still Mm -hmm. have that problem, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah. So mm, anyway, yeah. So everybody did retirement. No, there's no retiring. There's no retiring. (laughs) My retiring is, uh, you know, connecting a, a a hose from my car exhaust into my window. That's my, (laughs) that's my retirement. (laughs) There's no money left. Let me ask you a question. Another buddy of ours, Dave Rosowski, was on the show and Mm. he started in Chicago. Were you guys? He is a an incredible improviser, Dave Rosowski. Did you you know each other in Chicago or not till you got out? We didn't know each other in Chicago, but we knew each other once we came out here. And then I saw him improvise and I was just like, wow, that guy is so smooth. He's just smooth. It's insane. Evan Gore. He's like Evan Gore. Do you know him? He was a Chicago improviser. Anyway, I always called Evan Gore ice. I tried to get it to stick, but it never did. But I, because he was just, just smooth, man, just unflappable and uh, just amazing. Anyway, uh, Dave was like that too. Yeah. Dave, Dave will, Dave never uh, is subject to the pacing the rest of us feel compelled to me. He's just, yeah. And he's such a joy to be on stage with Uh. because. I can run around and be a dipshit as much as I want, and he'll just make it all work mm-hmm. out. And scene, we're done. Great mm-hmm. applause, and it's over. Work out, and look yeah. how brilliant everyone is. Yeah, good work. It's a superpower. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's definitely like um, there aren't many people who can do what he does. Mm-hmm. It's, now, it's, I heard a, a rumor about him, a prurient rumor. I did make that, that up, yes. That he's very well endowed, Dave Rosowski. Um, well, that's I'm, what's generating just, the, the superpower. I'm just saying he is. Maybe he's got. Um, I have people I can ask. I okay. Me too. Uh, okay. I could confirm it. I can't. I, could, I haven't. I, 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 but this is the first time it's actually come to like the forefront of my consciousness. 
and I don't know that it'll ever it'll ever fully leave. Mm-hmm. Unless you ask, I'll remind you. I'll, yes, I'll, yeah. Now, um, you, it, which no. is, by the way, a rumor you'll never hear about me. Which is so <laughs> odd. You never do. The truth. The truth doesn't have to be a rumor. Ah, <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> so at some point in Chicago, you were like you were teaching and then you decided to shift to subbing what made you shift to substituting from actually having a gig as a teacher well i was on drugs at the time okay so we have i should i should say that at the top um and i was just a total i just couldn't handle the responsibility um i did a decent job you know those two years and and the reason i know that is because students have reached out to me since then, since I, you know, became a, a Q level celebrity, people have right. reached out to me and which is so cool. But I mean, like, I, I don't w- remember you at all. I was on Well, drugs. no, I was sober <laughs> while teaching, but I, here's the thing. I was, in a, I was doing improv. I would, go, I would get up at 6 a.m., go and teach till 3 p.m., come home, sleep until about 8, get up, do an improv show, and then party till 4 in the morning, and then well, take a shower and go to school. But you of were 20-something. I mean, I feel I was like, 20-something. You know, but I was a wreck. I, yeah. was, I was a wreck. Let me, was just, let me just say, you know, I, I understand that sobriety is an important part of your life. Mm. From what you just explained, mm-hmm. drug addiction was not avoidable. <laughs> it was the only way one right. could possibly do that. That's what people don't understand. Well, I was anything. I was whatever I would, whatever I could get my hands on. I mean, I huffed oven cleaner. I I did heroin. No, you didn't. I, did yes. you really? Yes, my Wait, brother and I huffed oven cleaner once. But, what, but did did okay. you clean the oven at the same time? No, or no. If you huff oven. Well, like, you know, I snorted it. I never shot oh, it. Oh, okay. Because yeah. no. otherwise we wouldn't be here having uh, a conversation. I'm not stupid. Okay, <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was like my main thing. I was like, <clears throat> how did you do all this stuff successfully? Heroin Live? is one of those ones. Like, I've known people who mm-hmm. have heroin addictions who would shoot Here's the problem with heroin. It's not good. It is the best a human being can possibly feel. Yeah. So the people think, oh, people throw their lives away because they're addicted to heroin. No, they throw their lives away because it's worth it. Mm. And that's the real problem. It makes you feel that good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm very thankful. I, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm 26 so- years sober. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I look at, I'm glad I've had two lives to live, you know, and uh, I that I made too. it, but I, I really shouldn't have, but I did. Somehow. Are you from look Chicago? How my- yeah, no, I, I grew up in Kansas and then got into Northwestern and went to college there and then discovered this weird thing called improv that just changed my whole life. Um, and uh, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe you could go on stage and say whatever you wanted. It was just Crazy. the most amazing thing in the world. And then they let yeah. you make TV shows where you get to go and say whatever the hell you want. Yeah, I know. And if yeah. you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch Jailbait. It's That's amazing. Even- <laughs> <laughs> How did you amazing. find jailbait? Did you find it on my website? Let me tell you something. There isn't anything I can't find. Really? I am Send like her the links because people all want to see it. It was on Crackle, and it's it's our R-rated uh, version. Um, what basically jailbait is about a character that I play that is in jail, and he shouldn't he shouldn't be, and he's very oblivious and sweet and and oblivious. 
Um, and he, but we wanted, there was a show called Oz on HBO, which was fucking intense. It was all about rape and prison. I mean, it was just in, and we were like, let's do a comedy version of Oz. This is before Orange is the New Black. So (laughs) he pitched it to Sony and they had this show, this thing called Crackle that they were, you know, that they owned. And they were like, yeah, we need some some material. We'll let you do a limited series for that. And we were like, great. And then we did it and we gave it to them. And they were like, they aired it. But all of the advertisers were like, we can't put our name on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I, I just, I, I just, I pray for the sweet sleep of death. Well, you don't have to pray. Just get that tube and put it in the. I can't. I got to wait till the kids. I had kids. Now suicide's off the table. So they're out of the house. Just don't let them be the ones that find you. That's no. Yeah, you can't do it. You got to wait and die of natural causes. If there's a car, I always tell people like I'm one car accident away from freedom. Mm -hmm. If my whole family died in a car accident and then I could finally do whatever I wanted to do. Just make sure you hit the brakes a little bit. So you leave (laughs) a little skid mark just to show you tried. (laughs) No, I mean, if all of them die. Oh, 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 them die. Because then I can do whatever I want. Oh, do you hear John's doing heroin again? Yeah, but his family all died. (laughs) Oh, okay. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. He looked at her. And guys, he's doing the best work of his life. (laughs) (laughs) He's a, I mean, did you hear what happened? He's the, I feel so bad for him. Yeah. We should bring him a lasagna. Yeah, Yeah. the lasagna laced with heroin. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm. I've never eaten heroin. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you could. Yeah. No, you can, as long as it gets in the bloodstream, it doesn't it's matter. Insane. But you don't want to bake it. I don't think so. No. I, I wouldn't. Well, I sprinkled Coke in my eye once. Just On for purpose? shits and giggles? Or I like... was with a, a friend who said, hey, you you should put it, I put it in my eye. And he did it. And so I, of course, did it. And it and burned? It um, No, it just made numb. my eye numb. And then I couldn't see out of it for a little while. And um, it was, you know, it was just stupid. It was just, we were, you know, obviously mm-hmm. wasted. And obviously had enough cocaine at the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he did. It wasn't mine. <laughs> I would have put mine right up the anus where it belonged. <laughs> what were Main the line. Listen, yeah. <laughs> like, like, 10 years ago? Oh, I think it was 10. Yeah. Kids were pouring um, hard liquor in their tear ducts or something, or up their booties or something. It'll do it. You know, you just got to get it in the blood. That's to I mean, get drunk faster. Yeah, but who needs to get drunk fat? What's the rut? Where are you going? Like, what's the, what do you got to do? Uh, all right, I will tell you. Generally, I agree with you. But when they started infusing beer with coffee, it made sense. That uh, well, that's a well, poor that's man's different. speedball. Yeah, that is. <laughs> The human body loves to go up and down at the same time. Uh-huh. And that's exactly that's what right. coffee and beer will do. That is, and it, and you know what? It, it tastes pretty good. It tastes yeah. pretty good. Um, I, taste. am... <laughs> I remember I did, I was on a date with my wife and this was after I got sober and she was drinking. This was, you know, we were, we were new early on and she was drinking wine and uh, she like had a half a glass of wine and we were going to head out to see a movie. And I said, Hey, uh, finish your wine. Let's go. And she was like, Oh no, I'm done. I'm, I'm, and I'm like done. She goes, yeah, I'm not thirsty. And I'm like, thirsty. (laughs) What does that have to do with it? 
Yeah. I'm not standing on the side of the marathon holding a Dixie cup. <laughs> yeah. Thirsty. Uh, you know, I was the guy who at last call, you know, I'd go mm. around drinking other people's drinks, sure. you know, with like sure. cigarette butts still in them and ew, stuff, you know. But yeah, yeah, but ew. Never yeah. I, I I've cleaned up after a few parties and not mm-hmm. too much hit the sink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you've cleaned up after our dates also like when we were first dating you were like Aww. you 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 finished off every drink i ordered and never touched oh yeah. that's evolved. so sweet <laughs> now i just eat my kids half-eaten peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah that's so, part of being a dad yeah. you eat all the food nobody else eats but i realize it has nothing to do with like you know getting drunk or high or anything like that it's just that i can't leave anything on the table right well that was the way i was raised too and and mm-hmm. now you know and, and yeah it's horrible you, i haven't eaten a real meal in 20 years i fit 16 years somehow i think you and i maybe were both like time teleported from the depression (laughs) (laughs) it's just the way we were raised Uh, i still uh, yeah i'm reusing floss from the 1970s floss that's too fancy i've got some old electrical wire lasts a lot longer rinse it off you literally told me the other day jamie just have to clean your floss you don't need to get new floss every time he's right it's so wasteful it'll break when it's done yeah it'll break when it's done like your underwear (laughs) just like your underwear when it falls off me Uh then it's time for to buy a new pair if my underwear can't hold whatever falls out of me then then it's not then i'm not the underwear is there to protect your anus your scrotum and your penis as long as two of those are still protected this is advice directed to you jamie it still stays on the shelf (laughs) listen this is a good segue because (laughs) you're buying buying new underwear with geico money oh yeah Yeah. now you're rich from geico well Um, but i had kids so exactly um you were buying underwear with the money you got from driving a brazilian rock band to the mtv awards (laughs) now this was an early job too so a one-off a one-off right you like my segue right see i I did that That was amazing amazing it felt so natural you guys should put this submit this one for a webby is this one that Mm -hmm. right there best ham-handed segue my face hurts (laughs) um okay so i'm living in la i'm sleeping on people's couches i need money and a friend says i she works for mtv and the they need um uh you know people to work for the mtv music awards this is when music awards still you know meant something and was cool and everything and she and I said, yeah. She said, will you do it? I said, fuck yeah, I'll do it. And then she says, okay, here's your job. For a week, you're going to drive a passenger van around anywhere this band wants to go. Remember how in the MTV Awards they would say, uh, the MTV Award for Best uh, Rock Band in Brazil. And they would just show a little you know, cut of the band going, yay, yeah, uh, with their spaceman. So this was the best rock band. They won the spaceman for... Or not the spaceman, but yeah, the music yeah. war. Yeah, yeah, was it? Yeah, it was yeah. spaceman. That's the astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And they won it. And so part of winning it is they got to come to the awards in LA. And so my job was to drive them around 
and I drove them anywhere they wanted to go. And I was still drinking and using at this point, but I stayed completely sober because I did not want to kill a bunch of people in a band, you know, rock band driving around. So I was really good. I did my job. They, you know, we got along great. And for the actual award ceremony, they said, they said, we want John to come to the award ceremony as our guest. What? And, and my boss was like, no, I, he's, you're, that's not allowed. And they demanded it. And I got to go as their guest. And so I showed up at their hotel. Now, this is a Brazilian band. And so I walk in and they have a rock of pink Coke. I didn't even know cocaine was pink no. until then. Oh, my God. Weird. And the lead singer shaves off because turns out cocaine is pink when it's real. I was, you know, snorting stuff that was stepped on with, you know, flour. Yeah. And no, it's got you know, pebbles whatever. in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but and so we just got wasted out of our minds and went to the award. It was fun. And I rode in the limo with them and it was amazing. And I was with them and we're just, I mean, we drinking. It was just out of control. And, and my boss comes up and she says, John, I need you for a minute. And I'm like, what? <laughs> she, 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 she goes, look, this is when videotape was still a thing. She hands me a videotape and she says, stand here, just stand here and hold this tape. Somebody's going to come get it. That's all I had to do. And I was like, all right, this is backstage. This is, this is like your dolomite days. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just stand there. I can do that. So I'm holding this three quarter inch, you know, you know, VHS or, you know, video, uh, you know, videotape. And all of a sudden out around the corner, things start getting electric. You can tell something's happening. And all of a sudden Aerosmith, the full band comes around the corner right Amazing. by me. And I was, I couldn't believe it. I, I was new to LA. This was my first like, you know, inner, and I, I knelt down to one knee. <laughs> and Steven, I didn't know what else to do. I just knelt down to one knee and Steven Tyler comes, rests his shoulder on me, my, uh, my, um, his hand on my shoulder and was like, rise. He didn't say it, but it was like, you can, you may stand. And so I did. And they walked by and it was just, I will never, ever forget. Cause I was, you know, I'm a huge, obviously Aerosmith fan. And uh, it was just, God, it was amazing. And you were flying on pink cocaine. Yeah. And I was out of my mind and it was just, fucking incredible it was just like la i love la yeah yeah there's no going back from that no no uh, it's been downhill ever since that moment that was like when no, I, I peaked early i was gonna say it's it, like i i again i know that sobriety is an important part of your life but it yeah. doesn't sound like it's the best part of your life oh god no <laughs> that was in oh my god that night and then I saw Kurt Cobain walking around with the baby. Holy shit. Yeah, oh, this man. was like, you remember when he and, and Courtney brought the baby to the uh -huh. MTV Awards? That I was there. Back when wow. this was important. Mm -hmm. I, I, I went to the one where uh, Michael Jackson uh, and, and like brought Lisa Marie Presley out on stage <gasps> and kissed Whoa. her in front of the audience to prove it was real. That he uh, wasn't, yeah, that he yeah. was, yeah, that he was at least by. Yeah. Yeah. But he was that was when he was living in the tank and stuff right with the monkey yeah. and everything yeah. god yeah. that's lisa, good lisa marie marie was not allowed in the tank yeah no 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 
we know who was allowed in the tank. Mm-hmm. We've seen the documentary. We're not sure <laughs> if they got out of the tank. Yeah. God. What a oh Jesus. So you so all right. So basically you 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 narrowly avoided doing a La Bamba with uh, with the Brazilian rock band. Oh my <laughs> God. They were so amazing. Are they still around? I don't know. I never saw him again. You even know what the band's name is? No, because it was in Brazil. It was in uh, Portuguese. Portuguese. I don't know what the fuck their name was, but I loved those guys. They didn't speak very much English, you know. They John, you know, we, you know, we just, you know. But I took them everywhere. I took them to um, Virgin, the Virgin Record Store, and they each bought like a thousand dollars worth of CDs because they couldn't get, you know, they just they were. It was amazing. That's really cool. Yeah, Yeah, that's a cool gig. Yeah. And, so, and that's, a, I mean, so that's a one-off, but it was a week of work. Yeah, It was uh, a week of work. Yeah, sorry. Time, no, that's a... Are no, you guys looking great. for one-day jobs? Is that no, the... Oh, we're, okay, good. We're lo- what we're looking, we're looking for, for is... all a, of it. Really, okay. what we're looking for is a good reason to chat with a nice fella. Ah, uh, God bless. Well, I didn't know what make the paper meant at first. Make that paper. Wait, make does it that make that paper? make that right. paper that's you how know. stupid i am i was like is it right about paper college papers i've written that was the, where my mind went first this is a paper making podcast about <laughs> the process of making paper. making so paper when, when did you pulp. where do you get the pulp from do you cut your own trees <laughs> do you have in your back show me i do backyard. it egyptian style i'm using uh, reeds papyrus papyrus, papyrus. i'm doing uh, papyrus yeah paper. well believe it or not there's like an entire TikTok on making paper where people oh, make paper I'm at not home. surprised at all there's a TikTok <laughs> about you know g- making poo into sculpture there's it's you know there, well, the there's problem too is, much I was, information i was trying to promote make that paper on the TikTok. Oh boy. And I got all these paper people following right. me and making comments. And I was like, oh no, we're, we're not That's a podcast funny. about making paper. <laughs> well, there's a quick draw um, of, of community who draw things really quickly. <laughs> and and we had lots of crossover with that, oh. with our show Quick Draw. Which Weird is a- ways to penetrate alternate markets. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, we tried to like use multiple other names first, like side hustle and I like make know. that paper. But make that paper is the only one that wasn't taken. I like it. It's yeah. good. It's good. No, it, it just I'm stupid. The the name is good. I am bad. All right. We were going to quote you on that. <laughs> use that as the uh, promo. <laughs> We've got John Lear, Geico Caveman. The, the name is good. I'm stupid. Well, let me ask you, okay, let me ask you this really quick. After you did Geico, or when you did Geico, you didn't know that you were going to get a 25 commercial campaign, which is like out of this world. So were you gigging in between? Like, were you didn't quit anything? So you maintained working. Oh, yeah. I was doing the Geico thing spanned over. I mean, it's still going on. I recently did a gig as the Geico caveman for a show on Fox called... um, Oh boy. I keep wanting to say name that tune, but it's not. It's it's where they try to figure out if you're if you're singing or not. Oh, um, yeah. I um, can see your voice. I can yes. see your voice. Yes. You I mean, did that? I haven't watched I did, the show. I, I, well, you know, only it's a it gets huge ratings apparently, but yeah. I I've never I've never seen it. I was like, "Wait, what am I doing? I'm singing?" No. You're <laughs> not or maybe Maybe. maybe you are maybe you're not we're gonna try to guess did you and sing 
Am I oh, you can't I say. don't know. Maybe I don't know if I'm sorry. They may, they're so uptight. Yeah, that don't say anything. Was, well, I'll just go watch They it. were just like, there are all these rules and the handlers, and I couldn't have my phone with me. I'm like, listen, I'm just trying to do Make this gig and go home. I have to text my daughter. She's at school. No, we can't. Because I guess with there are people making money. If, if it's a game show, there's yeah. all these rules and mm-hmm. stuff. So anyway, but I yeah, no, say it makes sense, but sure i don't know i just you know tried to do actually i didn't do what they told me i hid the phone and 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 didn't i broke the rules people are parents and they have to appreciate the fact that like (laughs) the reason the cell phone was invented was for parents to keep eyes on their kid at all times exactly leave us alone Mm -hmm. i need i must do that the reason cell phones were invented were so businessmen could do curls build up their biceps because those things were 75 pounds that's your dad right. had one your yeah. dad had one right yeah really did he have a fax in his glove compartment some people had those uh he had no fax. wasn't that in the player or something in the movie the player yes. was there there was a yep. fax in his car yeah that was a real thing yeah oh yeah yeah people had those yeah Back when you I have to send a-, a fax today. That's what I was doing. I have to send a fax. When was the last time you guys sent a fax? No, I give them to Jason Bieber and I go, can you fax this? And what he does is he scans it with his phone and emails it off. He's yeah, like, no, they, we these don't guys, fax. it has to be from a fax. I don't get it. What it's do I medicine? do, Jason? This is for medicine. Yes. 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 What do I do? Do I go to like you, a. You scan it and then you go to faxzero.com and then you pay for a couple of bucks. To, to email a PDF or to upload a PDF and they fax it for you. God love you. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And now John's never leaving the house again. Thank you, faxzero.com. Thank you. There we go. This episode is will be brought to you by faxzero.com. And, for, you got, and box water. I love box, box water. Uh, well, that's why it's in there. Yeah, we I hashtag it. You know, if you hashtag something on it, it they'll plant two trees. Get out of here. Get yeah, if you out. take a I'm picture here. of the water and then hashtag it, they'll plant two trees. Or, you know, they say that's, that's I mean, great, I, I, I great for making do. paper. Right. Yeah. That's where paper comes from. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're making papyrus. That's making a callback <laughs> right there. Figure it out. Ooh, I feel oh. like we, I, I don't know that we can go much further. No, that's what? it. That's uh, I can. Yeah. I, yeah, I called back. I called back. I closed the loop. We're done. The well, snake eats its own yeah. tail. Done. That's it. Everything after this is just an extended blackout. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this, stop yeah. listening now. I'm going to normally done. we have a sign off, but I'm just going to slowly mm-hmm. turn the lights off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody might, should. Nobody's going to be listening to this. Anybody yeah. who's listening now is a total idiot. Or still <laughs> laughing at the callback. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but to answer your question, yes, I was doing lots of other gigs during that time because it was a, lo- a long period. I was doing yeah. 10 items or less. I was executive producing a show and starring in it and then going to shoot um because the money for the commercials was you know as oh, good yeah. as the uh the tv show was it as good or better because com- national commercials it was be- it wasn't as good because well it probably was in the long run i made more money on 10 items because i was doing three jobs you know i got i yeah. got writing executive producing and starring so that money added together to be you know a good yeah payday Chuck but uh, but i think yeah you're probably right the geico because they kept 
you know, rebuying it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It kept re-upping it. So you definitely, just get checks. Definitely easier money. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Except wearing that makeup That's after 10 hours or eight hours, you just wanted to kill people. You just want, yeah. human beings don't like stuff glued to their face, it turns out. It's just, claustrophobic. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it, yeah. I was good for about eight hours. And, and the guys who did it said, John, you're really, because some people can't do it at all. Some people really freak out over that. Like, mm -hmm. um, yeah. there's lots of famous examples, like Jim Carrey from um, he did The Grinch. Oh. No, The Mask, apparently, I don't know. I didn't hear it. But for The Grinch, he was like, no. And they had to hire, like, some a uh, guy to come in to get him he wouldn't do it he like walked uh, david chickless from the fantastic four these are like sort of famous examples but people freak out i don't uh, know why you just start to go get it off i just want it off yeah well, especially was the worst especially when you're doing you know a, a movie and it's just day after day week after week yeah, 10, 12 hours. So yeah, the guys on because Nick Kroll, who did the caveman, the series, the short yeah. series, a TV series, he and I had lunch one time and he was asking me, how do you deal with it? And I'm like, dude, I don't have to do it every day like you. Yeah. You know, I just had to do it one, maybe two for something like a Super Bowl commercial or something. Mm -hmm. But he had to do it every day. And how long were I, you in the chair for that? three hours in a chair that part was fine because you would i've just you know met his sleep and it was nice yeah but it but it was it was like around hour eight because you couldn't eat you had teeth on in you and stuff and um mm -hmm. you know so how did you get um well this is just you know me on curiously so what happened how were you hustling to get the tbs 10 items or less like that's a that is huge to get writing executive producers starring in credits and it was it yeah very very strange um i wanted to do that i wanted to create my own show when ever since i first got to la i was like i felt like improv done the right way with a strong narrative could be a show where the comedy is hilarious because it's improv but it also you know, has a, a story, you know, and like Reno 911 was around and I loved Reno 911. Don't get me wrong, but it was more about bits. You know, I was more mm -hmm. interested in like a story. This is before Curb. Yeah. And um, so I had been trying to do it from the moment I got to LA, you know, I was trying yeah. uh, and I, <laughs> I got a, I was in an improv show that kind of got me flavor of the month. You know, uh, it was a two person show that we ended up signing with ICM and we got a holding deal. And that gave me enough to sort of pitch. And I was able to sell a show that I wrote, a scripted show to NBC that didn't go. But I, but I, I started getting writing jobs. And so I sort of parlayed right. that into pitching a show where it would be sort of scripted, but sort of improv. And what I meant by that was like, I would have a script, but the actors would never see it. Got it. So they would just improvise. I knew it and I would be in the scene. So I would lay all the pipe for the narrative, but they could just mm -hmm. do what they do. You know, the whole idea was to put them in a place where they could do what they do without worrying about the story. Um, Cause if you tell improvisers the story, then they'll try to quote unquote, help you. Yeah, right, they're nice people. And then they'll start telling a story and you're like, no, 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 don't do that. If we're going to do that. Let's write it. You right. just play and, and we'll do it. And, um, 
And so I, I got that. I sold a show to Fox, a pilot presentation, which basically meant a pilot that you rip the actors off that won't air. But then if they decide to air, then the actors get paid nothing, which was a, a scam that was being run during that time. Mm-hmm. And I did it. It didn't go. But then uh, I ended up doing a movie called Memron. <laughs> which made fun of the Enron scandal, which is still pretty funny. It's still out there. I, I saw it recently. I was like, wow, this is you know, Hold up. up. Uh, I mean, it's goofy as fuck, but I like it. And it won the slam. Hey. It, won, it won slam dance. Awesome. And that combined with the writing work and the, and the, you know, some of the acting stuff I had done and the, and the, and the, in the, the pilot presentation at Fox gave us the opportunity to pitch. And that we pitched 10 items or less. And because our process was so weird, I mean, this is where digital was just coming in, right? This is right. like, mm-hmm. like, you know, they they were like, wait, there's not gonna be any film at the no, we're like, it's gonna be in a box called the dry. You know, it was literally like that kind of shit. So nobody could make it but us, you know? So they liked it but they didn't know how to do it. So they just kind of, we fell into it where we got to run our own show. That's amazing. And yeah. That's awesome. I know it was like, and then, then once you've run a show, then you can use that parlay that into, into other things. Yeah. Parlay that into sending off your next email that you did this morning or yesterday for a show. Yes. Right before With this. Bob Clendenin, right, before right before this. We... Those are good luck. We love Bob. It's going to happen. Oh, I, it's, yeah. He's a wonderful, wonderful man yeah. in, in real life. And he is a goddamn genius. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, when we would edit uh, Quick Draw or 10 Items, we and Bob was in a scene when we were looking for the blow for the scene, we'd just go to Bob, go to yep. Bob Single. What did, it, what did Bob say? Okay, good. And print. Let's can, move on. You can build a house around him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just so smart and, yeah, and it's really been great is. developing a show with him i've never developed a show with him before as a you know a creator and and he's just so such a smart writer and and he's like a real actor yeah too he's not you like know, me i first met him actually the first time i didn't met, i didn't meet him i went to someone's house like you so you've been doing your your two man show in people's backyards. The, the play you've been doing a play. <laughs> a play, yeah. Your play. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. it is a two person yeah. play. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And Bob was part of a theater company. They were doing God of Carnage in people's homes. And wow, that's I, so great. I saw it in someone's home, and I was like, Oh, I, I know that guy from everything. Um, from everything, then, yeah. yeah. And then, like a couple months later, we just ended up working on the same show together. I'm like, I saw you in Suzette's living room. That's so cool. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, doing this play in people's backyards has been fun, at, weird, and fun and cool. Can you tell us um, a little about it? I mean, are you still? Yeah, it's um, it's called Speed Bump. And um, the 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 guy who wrote it is Jay Martell, who was the showrunner for Key and Peele. And yes. he wrote this two person. He's an amazing writer, yeah. you know, Peabody winner. You know, he's amazing. And and he wrote this great script uh, and asked me to to do it with him. And it's a two man show about two neighbors, one who wants to build a speed bump on their street and things go horribly wrong. And it's really funny. And he did a reading of it in his backyard because of COVID. 
And then he was like, okay, now I want to workshop it in a black box theater. And I was like, dude, you should do it in people's backyards because it's about a neighborhood. People are, we're still nervous about COVID. You know, people are still a little weird about going to a theater. Yeah. And so he hired a publicist and we've been doing, we've done, we did four shows and now we're doing three more. And then we're going to do it, put it up in a theater. So we've got, we've got, I've got one this weekend at, in a a house, like a mansion in Laurel Canyon. We've done like mansions, but then we've also done like, like we did a family house in the Valley and yeah, it's just, it's, it's really cool. It's been fun and cool. Yeah. I love it. I love watching um, your Instagram and, and when you're talking to the audience and, I, this one woman was like, well, we're sort of neighbors. Our kids go to school together. And I was like, no, that is neighbors. Yeah, I consider everyone at my kids' school a neighbor. Yeah, good yeah. for you. But it's, also, it's, there's a clear divide where I'm like, but you're not my real neighbor. No, that's not. But but a kid, a kid friend is almost more, we talk about that in the play. A kid friend parent is almost more intimate than a neighbor. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. that's all you got. Mm-hmm. You know, you lose all your all your other friends all those people are gone they're gone yeah yeah Yeah. your kid has total control over your life for the rest of your life yes and sometimes i don't like i like the parents of the kids that he's not friends with sometimes i know we talk about that in the play it's like why can't you be friends with so-and-so yeah his parents are cool my my son and jack black's son were good friends and Jack and I have known him forever, and I love him. I mean, who doesn't love Jack Black? And I got got to hang out with him. And then That's our awesome. then our boys weren't weren't friendly anymore. And it was like, fuck, <sighs> God damn it! I couldn't believe it. Did you, did you, Did take you tell your, your kid? It's like, yeah, I was, oh yeah, I was like, hey, you should call. Oh no, we're you know, he, I'm interested in the. We're on the outs. We're not really friends you. anymore. You are fucking things up for me. Personally <laughs> and professionally. And professionally. I convinced Jack to do a role because of, of seeing him again. I convinced him to do a role in the thing that I'm doing with Bob Clendenin. Oh, okay. Oh, so, all right. So Yay. now you you don't even need your kid anymore. You, you I know you leverage that relationship. <laughs> I've been trying to I've been trying to get Jack to do something. I mean, poor guy. I mean, you know, it must be hard because every goofball friend of his is like, Jack, listen. Hmm? But I've well, been working him for 10 years to do one of my things. You've I got finally dips. got it. He was like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, that's persistence. I, I applaud I, you. Well, it's Jack Black. I mean, I, I knew he would be great. He doesn't really improv. You know, that's uh, weirdly. You would think he does, but he, he's not really. That's not his game, really. Or so he says. And I was like, dude, you would be amazing. And then I finally got him to do it. And he was like, this is great. <laughs> I was oh, like, so I know. Happy. I told you. Told but you. I think there's a misconception about improv too, because um, a lot of people just associate improv with like Second City or UCB, yeah. and that's the only style of improv there is, which is, you know, really, I don't know, joking. Showing how stuff. clever you are. Showing how clever you are. But then there's yeah. a whole other um, form of improv that is just being in the moment in a scene and, and living it realistically and. Yep. Where did we do improv, Jason? What was the place that teaches that form of improv? Oh, uh, that was at Michael Lembeck's. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Lembeck's improv. Uh, he was great. Yeah. yeah. He was so um, great. He directed a bunch of uh, uh, episodes of Jesse, 
when I was on uh, Jesse, which yep. was a Bright Kaufman Crane show that yep. went for a couple of seasons. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's cool. He's a good guy. Yeah. 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 And that's that's mm-hmm. the thing. And that's what I love about your shows is um, it's real acting, real <laughs> in the moment, very grounded as as subversive and funny. It's grounded in, in reality and responses are, you know, it's not the improv that we're used to having kind of sort of crammed down our throats or, you know, having that on our resumes. Yeah. It's, it's different and it's wonderful. And it's, I don't know, it's relatable and funny and it's great. You guys would love doing it. It was like, I do. It's, yeah. it's just created for people who are into that, um, yes. that style, you know, and, yep. it, and, and, and it was all, we protected the, that you yeah. know so that that you didn't feel like you had to deliver or had to be funny like right yeah so yeah it was great you're great this has been great you have something to say Bieber and I and I'm just okay. oh, I was gonna launch us into another 30 minute question but probably better to uh <laughs> because you know you've been so generous with your time so uh, generous. oh you guys this is great you're wonderful I love this idea I love the show and you know thanks for having me it was great she showed on Monday made love on Tuesday on Wednesday she was there Same as